Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on this show we talk about all things wrestling, from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On today's show we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite from 6-4 and Impact from 6-3. So let's get in the ring and let's get into the action, shall we? Let's start with AEW Dynamite, which was on a Friday night, 6-4. It's the fallout from the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Pac and Penta versus the Young Bucks. This is an interesting match. Not quite sure how this match got started, but interesting enough, we find out that the reason why this match happened is the Bucks attacked Ray Phoenix in the back. Commentary basically says in the, from the start they're not going to even show this because what the Bucks did was deplorable and despicable. So they're not even going to show it. Guys, we don't want to see it. We don't want to know what they did to Ray Phoenix. We don't. We, we really don't want to know because we know the Bucks. They, they're dirty. They're dirty players. That's what they do. We really don't want to see it. So, we get Pack and Penta versus the Young Bucks. Great match. Great matchup between them. Pack and Penta and Cedro Miedo can really bring a match. They're two-thirds of Death Triangle. So, they're, I mean, they're really good. The Bucks, same token. Of course, Don Callis comes up out with them, as always. They come out looking like GQ models, as always. And before the, you're right before the bell rings, Pack and them are already on them. Bucks don't even have a chance. Once the bell rings, they are all over the Bucks. The Bucks back and forth trying to keep it the stooge. Of course, Brandon Cutler comes out. Match is a really good match. It's a really, really good match back and forth. Midway through the match, of course, the good brothers do come out and try to attack Pack and Penta. They get head on again with Frankie Kazarian. Here we go. Your Frankie Kazarian is bent. Bent on getting back, getting revenge on the Bucks and the Good Brothers for causing him and Christopher Daniels to have to split. We knew this was coming. Frankie Kazarian's got their number. He ain't stopping until he gets them all and makes them all pay for what happened for ending SCU. And I don't blame him. I love SCU. I was very disappointed to see them lose and see them split. It was not something I wanted to see. But it happened. There's nothing we can do about it. It's a good fight. I mean, really good fight. The brothers were chased out, of course, which takes the good brothers out of the equation. It's an interesting fight back and forth. Of course, Michael Nakazawa, he gets took out too. It, it's an interesting, I mean, back and forth, back and forth fight. You know, really, 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 really good fight. Fantastic match. You're not really quite sure whether the Bucks were going to win or whether, you know, Pac and Penta were going to win. Penta and Pac made it really difficult for the Bucks to have really any good you know, good upper hand. It eventually ends, of course, with the Young Bucks winning, but of course it wasn't an easy win. It was a hard-fought victory to get to that because Pac and Penta did not give them an opportunity. Didn't give them any leeway. It was just literally, when you think the chips were down, there comes the other to take the other out. It was a really, really, really good matchup. After the match is over, of course, they attack Penta and Pack beating the daylights out of them. They try to, yeah, they actually do try to rip the mask, which is very disrespectful in luchador culture, off of Penta El Cerro Miero. They try to take it off of him. It's a big old fight. Well, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Eddie Kingston to defend Pack and Penta. Penta and Eddie Kingston, for those of you who don't know, have a really interesting history between the two of them. 
So, you know, that friendship might still be there a little bit. So, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen here between the Bucks and Penta and Pac and Brandon Cutler and the Good Brothers. You know, the whole kick. It's going to be an interesting fight. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see what AEW comes up with. I'm excited about this storyline. I like where this is going. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen between, between these guys. Tony Schiavone's out there. And he's talking about Rampage and how on August 13th at 10 p.m. on TNT, you're going to see the new AEW show, Rampage. Now, we were introduced to the new consultant and possibly new commentator, Mark Henry, at AEW's Double or Nothing. Well, Mark Henry comes out and he's talking. And he's talking about how the um, AEW is not broken. It's a strong company. It's doing really good. He likes to work with strong companies. He, you know, he benefits from, you know, being involved in companies like this. And he's excited, you know, to be a part of it. And, of course, Shivani asks him, so do you see yourself actually, you know, fighting at some point in time? And he goes, I still got a little bit left in the tank. Maybe. I'm not saying I will. I'm not saying I won't. I'm not saying that it's not, you know, that it's not in the cards. But right now, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a consultant and I'm going to see where it goes. Well, they're having a great interview. When all of a sudden we hear in the background, Excuse me! Here comes Vicky Guerrero. Out to talk her talk and do what Vicky Guerrero does best. Guys, Vicky Guerrero could be annoying at times, but Vicky Guerrero is a heck of a manager and a heck of an in-ring performer. She is fantastic at promos. She's fantastic as a manager. She's fantastic at everything that she does. And that little squeaky excuse me, just it gets your attention. It makes you take notice of Vicky Guerrero. She comes out and she basically tells them, oh, please, 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 get out of the ring. I, I got something to say. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Okay, you all know Vicky Guerrero works with Nyla Rose. So the first thing you're thinking, okay, she's going to bring Nyla out because Nyla wants the chance at Brett Baker. That's what you're thinking. But, oh, no, 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 guys. There's a surprise. A stewing, sneaky little surprise. A surprise that shocked, that literally turned the wrestling universe on its head. It was a, it's huge news. It's everywhere. She's standing there and she goes, Guys, I want to introduce you to a man. A man that has come to AEW to dominate it. And you're sitting there going, who? Who are we getting? Who's coming? Who is he? Is he from Impact? Is he from New Japan? Is the Forbidden Door about to kick open? What are we getting? Guys, uh-uh. We get something you're not expecting. She introduces, guys, Andrade. Andrade has made it to AEW. Incredible promo. Incredible entrance. So happy to see Andrade. We now have Andrade, who used to be in WWE, now in AEW. The game has changed. The story has gotten huge. This is big news for AEW. He says... He wants to be the face of all elite wrestling. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. I'm looking forward to seeing what Andrade is going to do. 
perfect way to introduce him to the AEW universe by bringing him out with Vicky Guerrero. Impressive, Tony Khan. That is a huge pickup for AEW. Huge! Catastrophic! It's, I'm excited to see what Andrade is going to do. I really am. I'm excited. Commentary is excited. The universe, you have the entire crowd at Daly's place, literally on their feet. It's incredible. It's going to be an interesting thing. It's going to be something that I'm telling you guys, you're going to have to watch. If you've not seen Andrade, go look him up. He is incredible. No matter where he wrestles, that man is incredible. This is this is exciting news for AEW. Huge. We move on to Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson versus Anthony Agogo and QT Marshall. Here we go again with the Factory versus the Nightmare Family. QT apparently again can't seem to let it go that Cody Rhodes bested him in his own match and then bested his best man Anthony Agogo and that double or nothing. He can't seem to let it go. QT still feels like he's entitled, like he's getting cheated out of things. And I've said this, and I'll say it again. He's not been cheated out of anything, guys. He has the diamond cutter. DDP's patented move. If that's not giving you something, I don't know what he is. But, of course, this match is really, really good. It's a really good matchup. Of course, it doesn't end the way we hoped. It ends with, of course, a cheating maneuver by Aaron Solo, giving Anthony Agogo and QT Marshall the win. Of course, QT's gloating about this. Telling, you didn't believe in me. Goes up to commentary. Telling, you guys didn't believe in me either. None of you believed in me. We all believed in QT Marshall. We believed QT Marshall had potential to be something great. Just not the way he's turned out. Anthony Agogo gloating like Anthony Agogo. But like I said, Anthony Agogo has, he has potential. He has some really good potential, guys. He showcased what he could do in a double or nothing. He gave us a little bit more of a taste what he can do. I'm looking forward to seeing where Anthony Agogo is going to go in this company. I'm excited for what, you know, what lies ahead for Anthony Agogo. Whether it be with QT Marshall or whether he goes off on his own. It's going to be interesting to see. I love what they're doing with this. I love where they're going, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen. But QT has got to sit down and be quiet because nobody has said they didn't believe in QT. Nobody has said that QT is not good. He's good. The problem is, is QT feels like he's entitled to things, and he's not. You earn things. You're not entitled to anything. They don't give you handouts. You have to earn them. That's just how it is. Here we go. I told you guys, well, you know, they're a double or nothing. Inner Circle won the match. They won the Stadium Stampede match. And they come out to have their victory lap. Everybody in the arena in Daly's place is singing Jericho's song. And Jericho loves when they do this. I love when they do this. It's fun to watch. It's great to listen to. You even get the AEW roster singing. I wouldn't be surprised if the commentary... If Taz was up on commentary, I guarantee you Taz would be singing along. It's just, it's incredible. And the way Jericho lights up, it's incredible to watch. He loves to hear the fans responding back. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Of course, he introduces everybody to the winning team, the inner circle. 
he, you know, he tells everybody, hey, since all of you guys were here and all you guys have been here, we want to give y'all something. Uh, I look under your chairs. There's a shirt. Everybody gets in their circle shirt from the Stadium Stampede Championship shirt, which was absolutely awesome on Jericho's part. Loved it. Fantastic. Just great. He also introduces us to the winner of the whole thing, Sammy Guevara. Shout out to Sammy. Way to go, little Spanish God. You got the win on Sean Spears. I love it. Sammy gets to talk. And he talks about how he never thought he would be able to hit a 630 like that. Back when he was a kid, he used to do 630s off his mama's roof. And his mom would always tell him, get down, Sammy, get off there. And he's like, okay, one second, does a 630 off her roof. Cute to hear Sammy Guevara talk about this. Wonderful to see him get to be, to shine, knowing that he's the reason Inner Circle won this match. Wonderful that Sammy got the win. I was very happy to see Sammy get that win. To me, that was just fantastic. It was incredible. But they all hug in the ring, and it's a great little, you know, little bonding thing. Santana speaks and talks about the Pentacle and talks about FTR and how it's not over. It's far from over between the Inner Circle and the Pentacle. It's only just begun. Uh, Hager talks about Wardlow and how, how Wardlow, how'd you like me throwing you through a table? How, you know, we aren't done yet. This is far from being finished. You and I still have a little something to go. And Hager goes, okay, look, I got a thing. I, you claim that you're so good. You think you're better than me. Okay, well, here we go. Why don't you face me in two weeks on Dynamite in an MMA cage fight? Whoa, guys, now this is a different playing field. You're not talking about a wrestling ring. You're talking about an MMA cage fight. Totally different set of rules. Totally different rules and regular restrictions. Totally different ref. Totally different thing. Can Wardlow face him in an MMA fighting ring? We all know Jake Hager is an MMA fighting champion. This boy is good at MMA. He dominates MMA. So it's going to be interesting. Will Wardlow accept his challenge? Will he face him in two weeks in an MMA cage fight? Could we actually see a cage fight on Dynamite? This would be an interesting setup. I would love to see how Wardlow responds to this. Is he too chicken to face Hager? Who knows? We're going to have to wait and see. It's going to be interesting. Jericho starts speaking about MJF and how MJF tried to ruin his career by throwing him off the cage at Blood and Guts. And how MJ did all this stuff, and MJ did. MJ has done nothing but try to ruin Chris Jericho's career from the beginning. MJ is just just snake in the grass. You can't trust MJ no matter how you slice it. But that's how MJ is. MJF is a heel. That's how he is. That's what makes him so wonderful. That's what makes him such a great in-ring performer. Is because MJ can sell. He can sell ice to Eskimos. He's that good. Love him. Absolutely love him. So he basically tells him, I want to ruin your career, MJF, the same way you tried to ruin mine. He says... He's worked for a lot of companies in the entire, you know, in his entire career. And he says, but I want to tell you guys something right now in this ring right now. AEW is the greatest wrestling company in the world. That speaks volumes when it comes from Chris Jericho. Speaks major volumes. Especially in what currently is going on elsewhere in his former company WWE that speaks major 
volumes. Serious volumes. Love that he said that the fans loved it. They're chanting AEW. It's an incredible thing. And he basically tells everybody in the universe, I'm going to beat MJF. It's this is this is it. This is how it's gonna be. It's far from over between the inner circle and the pentacle. I wanna see not only do I want to see the Pentacle and Inner Circle continue their feud and to see Jericho actually beat MJF, but I want to see if Wardlow takes Hager up on his challenge. I would love to see an MMA cage fight on AEW. The sky is the limit with this. Makes you want to go, hmm, MMA cage fight. Hmm. Got your juices flowing, then it? Got your gears turning. Especially with all that's going on with AEW right now. Their partnership with New Japan. Their partnership with Impact. Their partnership with Ring of Honor. Their partnership, you know, with, you know, NWA. Could we be seeing them get a partnership with MMA? Wow, now that would be an interesting feat. I mean, everyone knows MMA and UFC are, you know, a killer on their own set. Killer on their own standards on television. Yeah, there's something a lot of people watch. Could Tony Khan be dipping into the MMA UFC field? Possibly. I just want to see how this fight between, if Wardlow accepts this fight, and how this fight's going to turn out. Because we've all seen Jake Hager. We know what Hager can do in an MMA fighting ring. I want to see what he can do with War I want to see what Wardlow can do. I want to see if Wardlow has the skills to take on a challenging fight with Jake Hager. Interesting to see how this is going to go. I'm curious. It's got my mind turning, got my gears flowing, and I'm pretty sure it's got all of y'all wondering, hmm, could we, could Tony Khan be dipping into that? Possibility. Who knows? Sky's the limit there, guys. Sky's the limit. Best friends. They call it, call it as we all saw it. Kenny knew he was about to lose. Kenny was sure he was going to lose. And so Don Callis used what Don Callis uses. All the titles to take out Orange Cassidy. That was pretty much call a spade a spade, guys. That's, way, that's just how you see it. Kenny knew his time was almost up. He knew he had a hard time with Orange Cassidy. And Don Callis was scared that his golden boy and his golden ticket was going to lose his title to Orange Cassidy. And that just wasn't going to happen. And best friend saw what we saw. We didn't miss it. We saw it. We know what happened. We, we didn't miss double or nothing. If you did, go back and watch it, guys. And you'll see the same thing we saw. It, it wasn't pretty. And Orange Cassidy had that match won. He literally orange punched Kenny Omega. And he orange punched Pac. He had that match won. There was there was no question he had it. But happens how it happens. Says and if they said if you think this over, it's over. It isn't. And Orange Cassidy says no, it's far from over. You and I are not done yet, Kenny. We're just getting started. We're just getting warmed up. Just just letting you know. He claims that they're oh, well, Kenny. Then we go to Don Callis and Kenny Omega. They were in the back looking at the screens, you know, checking out. Rewind that. Redo this. Well, Don Callis and Kenny Omega claim that there's a conspiracy in AEW to try to get Connie out of the title. And next week on Dynamite, they're going to prove this conspiracy to the world. 
Kenny doesn't care about Jungle Boy. Kenny doesn't care, you know, that people are singing Jungle Boy's praises. He doesn't care. And in three weeks, he's going to prove the Jungle Boy is all talk and no show. I'm interested to see what Don Callis and them actually think they have on TK and AEW. I want to see what conspiracy these boys have come up with or are cooking up. Because I see no conspiracy. The conspiracy that I see is Don Callis getting involved in Kenny's matches. The Good Brothers getting involved in Kenny's matches. The Bucks getting involved in Kenny's matches. Not Michael Nakazawa getting involved in Kenny's matches. Heck, even the Stooge Brandon Cutler getting involved in Kenny's matches to help Kenny win. Instead of letting Kenny do what we all know Kenny's capable of doing. Winning matches without outside interference. That's what I see. Apparently, Don Callis and Kenny seem to think differently. So, I'm interested to see what they're going to bring to the table next week. What little conspiracy they seem to have over Tony Khan and AEW. I'm interested to see. It's got my mind pondering as to what they seem to think is going on. Let's just see what happens. Jungle Boy and Christian Cage versus Private Party and Matt Hardy. Guys, this match, I was really interested to see. Because Christian Cage and them, they're really good together. Christian Cage and Jungle Boy, they really bring... Matt Hardy and Private Party, fantastic together. This was an interesting tag team match. It was an interesting little fight between Private Party and... And Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. Of course, like I said, you got Matt Hardy out there. You only know what Matt Hardy's going to do. Try to cheat. Which, of course, you, we all know that's what Matt Hardy does. Big Money Matt, that's what he does. That's just how he is. We all expect that from Matt. It was a really good match. Back and forth, not quite sure whether Christian Cage was going to win it. Jungle Boy was going to win it. Private Party going to get it. Were we going to see Matt Hardy? Were Butcher and Blade going to come out with Bunny? We didn't know what was going to happen. Of course, it did end... With Private Party winning the match. But prior to that match, prior to it, prior to it, guys. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, it, prior to this whole thing. Private Party pulled another stunt that AEW has been pulling for the last couple of weeks. They pulled it two weeks ago with the Bucks. They pulled it again with uh, at Double or Nothing with the Bucks yet again. Now, Private Party's pulling this stunt. Private Party, I've told you guys, AEW is kind of poking the viper. They're poking at WWE. They are literally po-jabbing at them. We're seeing this come. We know it's happening. You know, Tony Khan has you literally gone at Nick Khan. We've seen this. It's brewing. It's brewing. We've seen the Bucks make fun of the Shield. We've seen the Bucks make fun of, you know, you know do... You know, Shawn Michaels, we've seen this happen. Now, private parties in on the fun. They make fun of the five-second pose created by Christian and Edge. Here we go again at the poke. Here we go again at them poking at WWE. This is an interesting little thing with WWE and AEW. Of course, WWE has not made any response as far as I have seen at AEW. They've not fired any shots other than Nick Khan claiming that he's made two-month progress with New Japan. That's the only shot I've seen fired so far. 
AEW's firing all the shots back at WWE. And I'm loving watching these shots getting fired. I love watching these shots going back. It's an interesting little thing. Fight's looking good. Fight's looking really good after they make fun of the five-second pose. It's looking really good. Jungle Boy, patting and move, snare trap, tap, 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 tap. Over, guys. Over. Over, 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 over. Of course, Matt Hardy's not happy with the loss. He is not happy at all. And when Christian Cage just turned around giving a shout-out to Jungle Boy, what does Matt Hardy do? He attacks Christian Cage. Okay, now I'm starting to see we might be setting up a feud between Matt Hardy and Christian Cage. They have a history together. Going all the way back to TLC, guys. They have a sordid history. So to see Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy would be an interesting little thing in AEW. I'm interested to see where this is going to go. I'm interested to see this fight because I, I get excited when you see a feud like this carry over to another wrestling company. It's, it's going to be interesting. I'm telling you guys, you're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be an interesting feud between the two of them. Excited to see. Taz speaks about Hangman Adam Page. He basically goes on and on about how Page is a punk. And Taz running at the mouth like Taz does. Taz finally gives a proposition to Page. He tells Page, pick a partner. Any person from Dark Order. I don't care who it is. And next week, you're going to face Will Hobbs and Brian Cage in a fight. Ricky Starks in the middle of this walks off, guys. Here we go again with the cracks in the foundation of Team Taz. We see it coming. It's brutally obvious. We know it's coming. It's not something that you miss. It's coming. It's just a matter of when, who's going to pull out first, and who's going to leave. I'm also interested to see who Adam Page is going to pick from Dark Order to face Hobbs and Cage. Hopefully it's somebody, you know, that can really take on, you know, these two behemoths who are a deadly force if you put the two of them together are Brian Cage and Hobbs going to be able to coexist because Cage has got a real problem with them and I don't know if they're going to be able to coexist now Hangman Adam Page and Dark Order oh yeah they're going to coexist completely they have this interesting little friendship that I love and I'm excited to see where this is going to go with them it's going to be an interesting match it's going to be an interesting match and I'm kind of excited to see who Hangman picks I really am excited to see who he picks and I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with Team Taz because we see the foundation cracking. We see the team not getting along and I'm interested to see who's going to leave Team Taz first. Who's going to turn on who? That's what I'm wondering. Who's going to turn on whom? Who are we going to see? It's going to be interesting to see. That's a match I'm telling you guys you don't want to miss. Tony Schiavone's out there and he welcomes Darby and Sting. And they're talking about Sting's win and everything that happened to Double or Nothing. It was an incredible match, guys. If you guys didn't see it, it was incredible. It was absolutely an incredible match. It really was. Sting starts speaking first and he said that Double or Nothing will be a night he will never forget. Double or Nothing was an incredible pay-per-view, guys. If you didn't get a chance to see it, Go back and watch it. It's on BR Live and Fight TV International. Go watch this pay-per-view. I promise you guys, you will not be disappointed. It was an incredible pay-per-view. And I agree with Singh. It is a night soon will not be forgotten. I promise you. He says, 
And now, of course, AEW stands up and they're cheering and he's so happy. He says, AEW is the best the S company that I've ever worked for in my entire career. That's two now. That's two. Jer that's two veterans. Jericho and now, and now Sting. Guys, this is interesting. Two. Two that both came from a company that literally we don't know what's going on with it right now. That have gone to AEW and have stated this. This is incredible for AEW. This is incredible for Tony Khan. This is incredible for Kenny Omega. Incredible for the Bucks. Incredible for Cody Rhodes. Brandy Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes. It's an incredible thing for everybody in that company to hear two veterans say this. To say that AEW is the best company. That is incredible. Guys, I have to strongly agree that AEW is really giving WWE a run for its money. They really are. They're not even trying. That was not their intent was to do this to WWE. They're not even trying. It's the fans that make the difference. It's the fans that stand that stand up and say, Hey, this company's better. This match is better. We want to see this. We want to see this. It's the fans that makes the company. Without the fans, there is no company. Superstars are the second thing that make the company. Without good superstars and good storylines, you're not going to have a good company. And right now, AEW is killing it in storylines because they're giving everybody, everybody an opportunity to shine. Whether it's in Dynamite, whether it's in Elevation, or whether it's on Dark. Everybody is getting an opportunity to showcase what they can do. It speaks volumes. It speaks volumes to fans to know that a company is doing this where other companies fail. It speaks volumes to other companies who are thinking, hmm, I want to have a partnership with the company. Let's take a look at it and see what these companies do. Obviously, it speaks volumes to Impact because they have a real working relationship with AEW. It speaks volumes to NWA. Billy Corgan likes what he sees. It speaks volumes to ROH. Obviously, they like what they see. I mean, they're, they're, they, they, they have a partnership now. It speaks volumes to New Japan. I mean, obviously, AEW is doing something right where other companies like Evolve and WWE are failing at. This is what I'm telling you guys. This is what makes a company so strong. is It's fans, it's creative team, and it's superstars. Without those three elements and a great president that will listen to every superstar and pay attention to what they need and what they want. That's what makes a company so good. Take care of your people and they'll take care of you. That's how I feel about it. So I said, Sting said that. Incredible thing from Sting. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page up on the screen and they're basically running their mouth again come on guys y'all got beat at double or nothing sit down be quiet let sting and darby have the win walk on they basically said scorpio sky does something that about made me choke guys scorpio sky is classic for his little banter and his little talks but this really made me laugh scorpio sky basically tells him man i know what you were doing you were killing it in the ring you were great but uh you smelled so good uh, what were you wearing? Uh, was that was that uh, Abercrombie? It was incredible to hear this man say this. He was talking about his cologne, guys. It. 
I literally choked. I'm like, Scorpio Sky, this really come from you? Scorpio Sky, you're amazing. I love you. I absolutely love you and everything that you do. But Ethan Page basically keeps going on and tells Darby, Sting's carrying you. He's carrying you the whole way. You are not good without Sting. Really? Darby Allen was killing it. He's been killing it since 2019 when AEW started. He was killing it before AEW went televised. Darby Allen has been incredible. He doesn't... No one's carrying Darby. Darby does it on his own. He goes, but... Okay. You're going to prove it to me. Go out. Find any partner. Anybody you want. Except for Sting. And prove me wrong. Face me in Scorpio Sky with any other partner of your choice. Except for Sting. And prove me wrong. Makes you scratch your head as to who Darby Allen's going to choose. Makes you wonder... Hmm, who could he possibly pick? Could he pick somebody from the Dark Order since he has a good relationship with them? Could he pick, I don't know, Miro? Even though they're not really friends here? Could he pick Matt Seidel? Could he pick Christian Cage? Could he pick Lance Archer? We don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who Darby picks to faith. Hey, you pick Frankie Kazarian for all Christopher Daniels. We don't know. The sky's the limit as to who he's going to pick. I'm interested to see who he's going to pick as his partner to face Ethan Page and Scorpio Scott. I'd like to hear you guys' opinion. Who do you guys think he's going to pick? Get on my social media and tell me. Give me your thoughts on who he might pick besides Sting to face Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky next week. I'm interested to see who you guys think he'll pick. Really curious to see who he's going to bring in. Let us see who you guys think. Moving on. The crowning of Britt Baker. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Great to see her as AEW champion. Love to see her as a women's champion. Really happy she got it. Excited that she's there. Ready to see what she's going to do with this title in the division. I'm interested to see. She, of course, is being, you know, thanks everyone for being there. Glad that they were there to watch her win. Being so much supportive. You know, seeing that she's being supportive of the fans. But then she turns around and does what Britt Baker always does. Disrespects the fans. Tells them, oh, there's burger coupons under your chair. Grab them. Reach under there. Get them. Oh, sorry. They're right here. Now, granted, there's a bunch of, you know, AEW fan, AEW superstars behind her. One of them being Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose, standing behind the thing. Tony Schiavone's in there. She says, "I'm going to share a burger with only three people that I think deserve to share it with me." She goes, "Tony, pick up a burger. Rebel, pick up a burger, and let's salute my championship win." And da 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 da. Nyla Rose gets mad. Tosses the table, throws everything over, starts popping balloons. She is furious. Absolutely furious. Britt's like, I didn't invite her. What's she doing here? Guys, we all know the history between Nyla Rose and Britt Baker. If you don't, go look it up on social media and check their feud out. Their feuds have been epic. Their fights have been epic. I see where this is heading. I see where Tony Khan is going with this. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose. We're going to see a really good feud. We're going to see a side of Britt we haven't seen. Britt's going to be totally different from the Britt Baker who wasn't champion to the Britt Baker that is now. 
we're going to see a totally different side. A more vicious side, I have a feeling. And Nyla's going to have some tough competition to get through to get to that title. It's going to be very difficult for her, but I think it's going to be a great feud. I really do. The feud's going to be better than the last time. So, I'm looking forward to seeing where they're going to go with this. I'm looking forward to seeing Nyla versus Brett. I really am. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Excited to see it. Pack and Pinter in the back. And Eddie Kingston's kind of with them. Kind of, you know, just standing in the background. And Penta basically tells Eddie, we don't need your help. We never needed your help. We don't want you. We don't need you. Pat goes, no, we don't. We, we've got this. We can handle ourselves. Eddie Kingston tells him, hey, guys, look. I know you don't like me. I know you don't agree with me. But I'm going to tell you something right now. You can value and be very, I can be very beneficial to you. Because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Think about it, guys. Think about what we could do. Think about the dangerous games we could play with the Bucks and them if I'm with you. Imagine what we could accomplish. Imagine how far we could go. Interesting. This is interesting to put Eddie back with Penta. And now you're putting Pac into the situation. Are Pac and Eddie going to get along? I know Penta and Eddie can but I don't know about Pack. Pack is kind of a loner. He kind of likes to stick to himself. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to work between the two of them, you know, the three of them. It's going to be interesting to see. Will they take a side? Will they agree? Yeah, the enemy, the enemy is my friend. Let's do this. Let's take them out and finish this once and for all. Interesting to see what's going to happen. I really am. Then we get the bunny with Blade. Versus Red Velvet. And she comes out with Kylie King and Big Swole. Guys, this led up to something that happened on AEW Dark on Tuesday night. Big Swole and them had a match. And Bunny kind of got involved in that match and cost them the match. Red Velvet isn't going to let that sit. She's not going to let that sit at all. And Bunny's kind of... At least kind of one of those people that, you know, she's all about, you know... Going into a ring and whooping your butt. And she's not going to hesitate to do it. She's going to make fun of you along the way. And she's going to humiliate you along the way. But she's going to get the job done one way or another. This fight was an incredible fight. Because we've I've never really seen Bunny and Velvet work, you know, work against each other. I've never seen them fight against each other. So to see this fight, it was an incredible fight. It was a heck of a women's division fight. It was really, really good. Bunny, of course, tries to cheat with the brass knuckles. And, yeah, Velvet's on to her. Velvet's got her. Velvet gets her. Boom. One, two, three. Velvet wins. What I've always said. Cheaters never prosper. That's Allie, how Allie works. That's how the bunny works. She cheats to win. Sometimes it works in your favor. Sometimes it doesn't. In this case... It did not work out for Bunny and Blade. It just didn't work out the way they planned. Red Velvet gets the win. I'm happy to see Red Velvet get it swollen. Kylie King are in the ring celebrating with her. I like these three together. These three really do bring out the best in each other. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do next. I'm looking forward to seeing where Big Swole's going to go. I'm looking forward to seeing Red Velvet going to go. I'm looking forward to seeing where Kylan King's going to go. I'm looking forward to the whole thing as a whole. I want to see, 
even want to see where Bunny goes. I'm interested because Allie is a great competitor, guys. If you've not seen her, go look her up. She is a fantastic competitor. I would not say that she isn't because she is. She can get annoying sometimes. It can get on my nerves sometimes. But that does not mean she's not a good competitor. And it doesn't mean I don't like her. I do. Red Velvet, same token. Great, great performer. Big Swole, fantastic performer. Kylan King, on fire on Dark right now. Looking forward to seeing where this is going to go. Looking forward to seeing, are we past Bunny and Velvet? Or is Bunny going to come back and you're going to continue having a feud between these two? Interested to see. Really am. Evil Uno of the Dark Order celebrating its Silver's birthday, guys. Silver's birthday. Happy birthday, Silver. He's excited. He's having a big old party. You know, they're all excited. And Silver, of course, says Tony Khan gave him an opportunity to face the TNT champion Miro for the title. But Silver's still injured. And he's not medically cleared to return to the ring yet. So he wants to give the opportunity to someone else in the Dark Order to face Miro for the title. And he offers it to Evil Uno. Guys, I love Evil Uno. Evil Uno is an interesting character. He's a very interesting in-ring performer. When Evil Uno wrestles by himself, he can be a dominating, lethal force. He doesn't even have to have the Dark Order to back him up. He can be serious competition. And you're going to give him Miro. Miro could have a problem there. Miro could have a really serious problem against Evil Uno. He's not going to have an easy win. I, I, I just have this feeling it's not going to be easy for Miro because I'm, I've seen Evil Uno wrestle by himself. He can be seriously hard to handle. So I'm interested to see this. Of course we go from that to Miro. Miro talking about his win at Double or Nothing and how he did so well. But the sweetest thing, guys... And I'm going to call this out because this to me was sweet. We all know what happened with the black cloud of WWE last week. We all know what went on. So, with that being said, Miro gives a shout out to his wife, Lana. I thought that was the sweetest thing he could have done in AEW. To give a shout out to her. To give her words of encouragement to make her feel better. That to me shows how sweet Miro really is. He's absolutely a sweet guy outside of the ring. And that made me smile to see him give a shout out to her. After everything that she and the other five superstars have been through. That to me was sweet. And I wanted to call that out. Because that to me was something that needed to be said. That to me was something that you guys needed to hear. That, that was just sweet. So Evil Uno gets a shot at the TNT title. And like I told you guys, this is not going to be an easy win for Miro. He, he could lose his TNT title to Evil Uno. It could happen. We could see the TNT title go back to Dark Order. It's very possible. It's highly possible. We don't know. It's going to be an interesting fight. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Now we have the main event, guys. The Bull Rope Match. Dustin Rhodes versus Nick Camarado with Aaron Solo at his side. Guys, a bull rope match is a nasty, nasty match. If you don't know what it is, go look it up online. There is a lot of detail to it. Basically, you two are hang basically tied to each other by a bull rope. It's a thick rope. It's not some thin little cheap rope. It's a thick rope with a metal cowbell on a dead center. You can get hurt. People can get busted open. People can get rope burned. There is no telling what 
can happen in a bull rope match. It, it, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. Seriously dangerous. But Dustin's been in these before. So Dustin, you know, knows his way around a bull rope match. Nick Comer, I don't know so much. But he did really well. He really did. Him and Aaron, you know, he did really well. Aaron Solo, of course, put up a table trying to help, you know, Nick Camarado do what he needed to do. Dustin did go through that table, guys. He did go through that table. It was it was a little bit, but he did go through it. Nick got busted open by the cowbell that was attached to the end of the rope. Yeah, the rope can be used as a lethal weapon. It's dangerous. It's seriously dangerous. You could choke somebody out with it. it, it it's a dangerous match. But it was a really good match. I mean, back and forth. Of course, Aaron Solo tried to get back in the match again. And what do we get? But Colton Gunn coming out to defend. He, you know, defend the Nightmare Family and attacks Aaron Solo. Taking Aaron Solo completely out of the equation. Now, guys, if y'all are trying to figure that out. Wait, wait, wait. Colton Gunn? Why did he get involved? Colton Gunn is part of the Nightmare Family. Dustin Rhodes is part of the Nightmare Family. Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo are part of the factory. There is a feud going on, if you don't already know, between the Nightmare family and the factory. The factory are people who if defected from the Nightmare family and joined QT Marshall to start their own group. Because QT Marshall thought that he wasn't getting a fair shot at certain matches and a fair shot at things and you know the things that he thought he deserved in AEW. Hence the factory. So that's why Colton Gunn got involved in it because Aaron, you know, Factory has been giving, QG Marshall's been giving Nightmare Family a hard time, including Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn. It's been a nasty fight between all of them. And it, it, it's boiling over into a serious brawl between the two factions. I at some point see them having a feud like the Inner Circle and the Pentacle. It's, it, it's common. It's just a matter of when and what time. What's the perfect opportunity to do this? But. The match, as I said, was incredible. It really was. It was an incredible, credible match. Absolutely great. It ended with, of course, Dustin Rhodes winning the match. Yay! Nightmare Family got one. Factory got one. Now we're even here. We gotta gotta break up the tie here. It it was an interesting. AEW was interesting as a whole. Really, really good. Now, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all since I know you're listening. AEW Dynamite will not be on Wednesday night again this week because of the NBA playoffs. It's going to be on Friday night again at 10 p.m. on TNT. In that Friday night Dynamite, we're going to have Miro versus Evil Uno for the TNT title. Looking forward to that match. The Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler versus Pac, Eddie Kingston, and Penta El Romero. We're going to have a really good match there. We also found out that Hobbs and Cage are going to face Hangman Adam Page and Preston Ten of the Dark Order. That's going to be interesting. Guys, this is going to be interesting all the way around. You don't want to miss AEW Dynamite on Friday night. Again, it's going to be on Friday night on TNT at 10 p.m. Don't miss the show. I pro- And if you do, don't worry. I got you covered. I'm going to let you everybody in on what happened on Dynamite. So don't worry if you do miss it. I'll let you know. I promise. I'll let you know. Now we're going to move on to Impact for 5-3. Now guys, I told y'all there was going to be an interesting match before Impact. It's called the... It's actually called Before Impact. It's the X Division Championship. It's a 60-man Iron Match... Iron Man Match. Josh Alexander versus TJP. 
This match was a really good match. Iron Man matches are really tough to call because you have a 60 minute time limit. It's really tough to say who's going to win this match. Of course, Petey Williams and Baja did come out with their respective partners as support to be there for them to see how well they do. Of course, Alexander did score the first pinfall in 32 minutes. We get to, after that match, TJP scored it within, right before the 60-minute time limit. Uh-oh, now we have a tie. We got to do a tie breaker, so we're going into sudden death overtime. This match literally went over into impact by almost an hour, guys. Almost. It went over. Impact literally had to cut their matches in half because this thing went over. So we had that 60-man iron match go over, and it ended up with a tiebreaker being done in that last bit of you know, last moment of impact. With Josh Alexander winning that match. But he barely squeaked by. Barely squeaked by. In sudden overtime. Barely. TJP gave him a run for his money. Because TJ really wants that X Division title back. And I can't say that I blame him. TJ was an incredible X Division champ. Josh Alexander. Same thing. I think guys this feud is far from over between these two. I don't think a 60 man iron match is going to change anything. It's not going to do a settle the score. Nothing. I think the match between these two is far from over. We're, we're going to see something where somebody's eventually going to break. And that's going to be the end of the feud. I don't think TJP is done with the X Division title quite yet. Going to be interesting to see. Now we have a tables match. Jake something versus Raju. Guys, Raju is incredible. If you've not seen Raju, he's incredible. Go look him up online. He's fantastic. If you've not seen Jake something, this man is lethal. He is lethal in anything he does, guys. So I'm warning you, this match, some of his matches are not for the squeamish. So get prepared if you go look it up. It's not for the squeamish. But it's a great, I mean, it was a great matchup. Terrific matchup. Beautiful matchup. It ends, of course, Raju had set up a table early in the match. Up against the corner, way in the corner. And every time anybody puts a table up in that corner, somebody's going through it at some point. You just don't know when. It, of course, ends, the way I said, with a spear by, by Jake something to Raju through that exact table that he propped up in the corner, giving Jake something to win. Guys, this was a great match. It was an incredible match. If you guys have not seen it, go watch this match. I promise you. These two in-ring performers did a heck of a job. They brought it. Anything that they could find to use, chairs, kendo sticks. They pulled out all the stops to get the, to get the, the match. to be. I mean, it was fantastic. Go watch it. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You really won't. We move on to Rich Swan versus W. Morrissey. The match never occurred. And I'm going to tell you why the match never occurred. This was going to be a great match. I expected it to be a killer match. But it didn't occur because Morrissey snuck up before the match and attacked Rich Swan so badly that Swan could not get up. He could not get up. Security had to come and literally break him, break them up. Because Morrissey would not let off of Swan. Well, he got past security, continued to attack Swan. Willie Mack, not having it. Really not having it. He hits hits W. Morsey with not one chair but two guys. Morsey doesn't 
flinch. That boy doesn't even go down. He is standing there looking at him like, did a fly just hit me? He doesn't even move. What was that? Uh, was it a stick? He doesn't move at all. It's an incredible match. I mean, there wasn't even, I mean, it really wasn't a match, but it was an incredible setup. Of course, security has to take him out of the arena because Morrissey's still trying to get the swan. Max swinging for the fences with the chair. They have to take him out of the arena because it gets so explosive. Scott DeBoer's like, get him out of here. Get him the heck out of here. What's going on on Impact? Now we have chaos abrupting on Impact. Whoa, this is crazy. I mean, two different two different you know promotions having chaos and their general managers can't get it under control. Interesting. Brian Myers, of course, we told you guys what's going on with Matt Cardona. He's out with a orbital in, a fractured orbital injury, so he'll be out for a while. Brian Myers is trying to get prepared for whatever match he has to uh, face next, whether you know, whenever Matt Cardona comes back, or if he's got to fix face decay, whatever he's got to do, he's trying to get prepared. So he gets Sam Beagle to help him out. So he's training with Sam Beagle and getting mixed results. Beagle's not quite sure how well he is. He thinks Brian lacks some motivation. He thinks Brian, you know, you know, Myers lacks something. He's not quite sure what's wrong with Myers. But it's mixed results. It's it's an interesting little promo to set up. I don't know what with Myers, but I'm interested to see what's going to happen next. You know, because, of course, we're not going to see Matt Cardona for a while, so I'm not quite sure where they're going to go with Brian Myers. We're going to have to wait and see. Knockout Tag Team Championship match. Fire and Flare versus Jordana Grace and Rachel Erling, part three. reason why I say part three, guys, is because really part two wasn't really a match. Susan and Kimberly and Deanna Parazzi kind of got involved in that match, which cost the girls to win the match. So really, they really didn't have a match. So now we get part three that really is a match between the two, between the two teams. I told you guys how I feel about Fire and Flare. They really are bugging me. I don't know why. Maybe you, maybe it's you. I don't know, but they really are bugging me. And the fact that they keep getting those titles back is bugging me even more. I'm not saying that the girls aren't good. They are. They are really good. They really are. But they, there's just something about them that rubs me the wrong way. You guys might not agree. You guys might love Fire and Flare. And if you do, please, please tell me on social media. Tell me what you think about these girls. I love Jordana and Rachel because they really are a really good tag team. They're really well matched together. I like to see these girls. I would love to see these girls get these titles back. Of course, like I said, it was a really, really good match. This time, there was no outside interference from Parazzi or Kimberly or anybody. It was a fair fight down the middle. Of course, Fire and Flare being what they are, heels, they did cheat to win. It bugged me that they won, but hey, what can you do about it? There's nothing you can do. You just got to roll with the punches and go on with it. Now, I told you guys what's going on with Violent by Design. They are the tag team championship. They do have them. They took them. They took them off my boys, Finjuice, which really upset me because it really wasn't a fair fight. But Violent by Design does have those tag titles. And, of course... Kamaji seems to think he's from New Japan, guys. For those of you who don't know, he is part of the Forbidden Door. 
has a big problem with with violent by design, particularly Joe Donnery. He has a really big problem, and of course, last week he did challenge Donnery at Against All Odds for a match, and Donnery, of course, accepted. So, prior to this, they decided to put you know, Comgy against Dinner. Dinner is a good guy. He's a great fighter. No offense to him whatsoever. He's a great fighter. But you know how violent by design are. It's Eric Young. Anyone knows how Eric Young is. Anything Eric Young does is amazing. It's incredible. Any team he has, he sets on fire and makes them so dominant that you're like, you can't not like him. I like violent by design. I do. But I like this matchup. In the fight, of course, you got Rhino out there. You got Joe Donnery. You got Eric Young. They tried to cheat midway through the fight. Impact ain't having that. No, 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 no. We got someone from New Japan here. We're, no, no, no. We're not having that. It's not happening. You guys are not going to cheat. Eddie Edwards and Kenny come out to make sure that there's no cheating. Now you're scratching your head and you're going, Kenny? Really? Kenny? Guys, you got to think of where this, where this other superstar is coming from. He's coming from New Japan. Where did Kenny wrestle for a lot of his career? New Japan Pro Wrestling. Who is over there fighting in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now? But his partner, his tag team partner, one half of the Golden Lovers, Kota Ibushi. So what do you think Kenny's going to do? He's going to come out and help out a fellow New Japan superstar. It's the only way. I mean, Eric Young is all about trying to destroy anybody that comes in. You're not going Eddie Edwards, of course, standing up for Scott Demore and standing up for Impact. He's going to do the same. He's going to make sure that nobody cheats. That this is a fair fight between these two comp- these two opponents. It's a fair fight. It's a great fight. It's a fantastic fight. They keep the fair, the match fair between the two of them. There's no bickering between the two of them. They get along. They coexist. It's a great match. Of course, like I said, Koji wins. He wins the fight. Yay for the Forbidden Door. Hee-hoo. Looking forward to him and Joe Donnery at Against All Odds. Shout out to Impact for coming out there and making sure that there was a fair fight between them and that there was no bickering or feuding or cheating of any sort. I'm proud of, you know, Impact doing that. Well represented. Two great people to represent Impact and to show, yeah, we're fair here. You're not going to do this. Uh, Of course, Kenny, I'm the only one allowed to cheat around here, okay? That's just how it is. Looking forward to seeing what's going to happen against all odds between these two opponents. Excited to see this. Interested to see this. Moose is doing an interview in the back. And we all know we love Moose. Moose is absolutely incredible. Moose can do no wrong. I told you guys. Moose is going to be a lethal force when it comes to Kenny Omega's title. Kenny doesn't realize what he's getting himself into. He doesn't realize he's probably bit off more than he can chew facing Moose. It's not going to be easy. But also, he's got another problem in his review mirror that he seems to be overlooking. He's so focused on Moose, he's not focused on the other problem, Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan is standing in the back, just standing there, waiting for that opportune moment to strike. Kenny needs to have 
his eyes in the back of his head because Sammy is not going to let him get away with it. Callahan's not going to let him get away with anything. It's, it's just not going to happen. Not as long as he's still breathing, it's not going to happen. Don't just focus your eyes on Moose. Put your attention on Callahan because he is going to be a problem. I promise you he's going to be a problem, Kenny, and you need to focus. That also goes for Moose. You need to pay attention to Callahan because Callahan is dangerous. He's a ticking time bomb. You don't know when he's going to go off. Neither competitors will. They're focused on each other and not focused on what's coming ahead. But, of course, he is doing an interview. And he gets interrupted by Don Callis, and they start having a conversation. You start to scratch your head going, okay, what's up with the invisible hand? What is he talking to Moose about? Hmm. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? What could he possibly be talking about? We'll see. Interesting to see what's going to happen. We move on to Eric Young. Eric Young's in the ring, and he's talking about how his tag team is just absolutely dominating right now. They defeated Finn Juice for the title. Blah, blah. You caught Finn Juice after they had just fought a grueling match. And you took the titles off of them after they fought a grueling match. It wasn't really a fair fight. If you guys really wanted to fight them, you should have fought them the next night. You cashed in your trophy. Of course you won. Of course you beat Finn Juice. They had already lost. He already had you know, wrestled one fight and barely won. Barely squeaked by, guys. To lose to you guys. Of course you won. Of course you did Eric. But he says he has a really problem. Because he's got Decay. Which is Crazy Steve. And them trying to basically get involved in their fight. And saying oh you guys aren't that great. Oh you guys come on. You guys can't handle anything. We want to see you and you Rhino. And them put their titles on the line. So guess what. Eric Young agrees to fight Decay. After that. He mocks Crazy Steve pretty much from decay. Mocks him all over the place. I'm pretty sure Crazy Steve is not going to take this lying down. I know Black Taurus isn't going to take it lying down. It, 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 it's just not going to happen. It's not going to be pretty. Violent by Design might have bit off more than they can chew when they're facing decay. Because decay doesn't come alone. Havoc and Rosemary come with them. They are a serious threat to you boys. You might have Eric Young in them. But you've got to watch Havoc and Rosemary. Because they can make your lives very complicated very fast. So agreeing to this fight. You might have bit off more than you can chew. Violet by design. I'm just saying. You might have Rhino in your back pocket. But when it comes to decay. You've got to watch out for Havoc. And Rosemary, you have to. You just have to have eyes in the back of your head. Or otherwise, or your head on a swivel. Otherwise, you're not going to be prepared for what comes to you. And trust me, these guys, they're going to give you a hard time. They really are. They're not going to make it easy for you. Not at all. Now we move on to the main event, guys. Sammy Callahan versus Moose. Now we're starting to think, after what we saw with Don Callis, maybe Don Callis is trying to convince Moose to take Sammy Callahan out of the equation so they don't have a problem with Callahan anymore. So that Moose and Kenny Omega can have a fair fight against each other. This match was a grueling fight. It was a grueling fight between two bohemists who literally are hell-bent on proving who is better in impact. 
I've told you guys from the beginning, and I'm going to tell everybody in the universe again, these two need to work together. They're better together than they are apart. Because Kenny has the good brothers. He has Don Callis. We never know. The Bucks might show up. He has the elite in his back pocket. One of you cannot take on the elite. Two of you might stand a ghost of a chance. You've really got to have your A game. And fighting together, fighting against each other is not going to help. The two of you really need to work together to save Impact. It's, it's, it's the only way. But of course, they're not going to agree. They think the other one thinks they're better than the other. And the match, they prove they're both just as good. They both can take on each other full force, head on. It's a nasty little match. Of course, it ends in a double DQ. And I'm going to tell you guys why. Because the Good Brothers come out with Kenny Omega. And the Good Brothers start attacking Sammy Callahan and Moose. So does Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega standing his ground and proving once again, Hey, I'm the Impact Champion. Not you. I'm going to do what I want, when I want, whenever I see fit to do it. Moose and Callahan stood no chance. They were literally getting slaughtered. It was like lambs to the slaughter. They were literally getting slaughtered. Getting beat. beat, you know, beat. After they leave the match, they walk out and go to the back to meet Don Callis because they're going to get in their limo or their jet and take off to wherever their next destination is. They get run in. Kenny runs into Don and Scott. Scott Demore and Don Callis. Scott Demore is the general manager and the president of Impact. He's waiting for them when they get out there, when Kenny gets there. Kenny walks up and looks at Don and goes, what's going on? Don, you know, his face, the color is drained from his face because Don was just told something he wasn't expecting from Scott Demore. Kenny has not heard this yet. He's about to. Scott Demore is standing there waiting for him. And he looks at Kenny and says, you know what I think? And this is my opinion. This is my opinion here, guy. This is what I'm saying, Kenny. You're the Impact Champion. This is what I think. Which means... Scott Demore's had enough of Kenny's shenanigans. We already know Tony Khan over in M- you know, AEW has had enough of Kenny's shenanigans and Don Callis' shenanigans. He warned Scott Demore, get buckle up, Buttercup, because you're about to find out real quick. Kenny's going to be a serious problem for you. Scott Demore didn't listen. Now we're starting to see what TK was already telling him. He basically tells him, you know what I think? I think that you should have to defend the title not only against Moose, but also Sammy Callahan. Kenny's not happy with that response. Guys, fast forward back to AEW. What did Kenny have to do at AEW double or nothing? Triple threat match against Pac and Orange Cassidy. Fast forward to Impact. Uh-oh, is he being told he's going to have to do another triple threat match? Kenny don't want to do another, another triple threat match, especially against Sammy Callahan and Moose. This, this could be seriously a serious problem because Sammy can Sammy and Moose could take him out and he could lose without ever even being pinned. This could be a problem. But that's what he tells him. And he looks at him and goes, Me? Kenny? This is what I'm going to do. Tony Khan will be here next week on Impact. And we're going to sit down and have a little chat. And we have an announcement for you next week. Be prepared. TK is going to be here. Your boss. Kenny and Don are not happy. 
uh-oh, now Tony Khan is coming to Impact to address the Kenny Omega situation? This is not looking good for Kenny Omega, folks. This is not looking good for Kenny Omega at all. This is looking like he might have to do another triple threat match for the Impact title against Sammy Callahan and Moose. That's where it looks like it's heading. Or something even more drastic or worse, we could get someone from AEW or even bigger, somebody from the Forbidden Door to be thrown into this match against Kenny for the Impact title. The sky's the limit as to what Tony Khan and Scott Demore have cooking. We don't know. We won't know until next week. They're calling it the Impact AEW Summit. We don't know what's going to happen here. We have no idea what is in store for Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Interesting to see what's going to happen. Anything could happen. Anything. We don't know. Going to be interesting to see how this ends and how Kenny is going to react to what Scott Demore and Tony Khan have cooking in the, cooking in the kitchen. It's going to be interesting to see. Looking forward to it. Again, I want to thank everybody in the wrestling universe for listening. Without all of you, there would be no In the Ring with Brandy, and I deeply appreciate it. You have no idea. Got people, follow me on social media. Follow me on Facebook. Give me a shout-out on Facebook. Tell me what you think about anything we've talked about or anything you want to talk about. Anything. You know, go to my Twitter, at Wrestling Nights, Nights Ending with a Z, or my Instagram at In The Ring With Brandy. Give me a shout out. We can talk about anything that you guys want to talk about. It doesn't have to be Impact. It doesn't have to be AEW. It can be anything in the world of wrestling. I'm interested to see what the wrestling world has to say about what's going on currently. I'm interested. Guys, like I said, I want to appreciate it. Can't stress this enough. I thank y'all so much for listening. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. And we'll see you next time with more wrestling action. Have a good night. Thank you so much.